0: Sag nation. Oh, I see. The settings changed without telling me. Yeah, uh, you should hear me now. Let me get uh, Wisdom on the line. Yeah, uh, you should hear me uh, now. You're going to be available now. Yay! Yeah.
1: Are you hearing us both, Narcy? No reply yet.
0: Um, he did say nice. I told him to give me a minute. Um, I see things going in the green, so hopefully you can hear me. Anyone else? Can Anybody else in the Can you hear me? Can you hear me now?
1: <laughs> hey, Narcy, how you doing? Can you hear me? We you
0: both. Great. Um, yeah, sorry. I think there was just... Excellent. I was doing some things in OBS, and for some reason it doesn't like keep or saving my changes <clears throat> or keeping the default changes for my mic and uh, the audio from... From wisdom, so let's get started again. Sup, Gatos? This is uh Cyber Smiley with another installment of uh Tales from the Forlorn Dopes with my co host.
1: That's me, Wisdom. Greetings, programs. It's good to see you again this week. Uh, we got some good stuff coming.
0: Yep. Um, so we're just going to start uh the episode with like what's happening in cyberpunk news specifically the genre, as well as uh, game-related stuff. So, um, before I determined that there was a microphone issue, we were actually talking a little bit about Ghost in the Shell, and the new season that dropped last week. Um, and I have mixed reviews on the new season. Um, however, I'm not going to spoil anything, because Wisdom has yet to see it.
1: Yeah, I've been having problems with Netflix, but I've been uh I've been liking what I'm hearing and seeing. It it looks like uh the action is really ramped up this season. Um it looks like Prin is less annoying than she was in la- in the first season, which I mean, that's not a high bar to reach. She's the worst Mary Sue in history, but uh Everything I've everything I've seen from people, every everything I've heard, uh, tells me that it's good stuff. I've heard nothing but good things.
0: Yep, um, and like I said, I, I kind of have mixed reviews on this, mainly because of the last two episodes. I, I love the season up until that. It's just I'm still a little confused, <laughs> but I'm not going to get into spoilers on it. But. Um, like I was telling before the mics came on, uh, Prin is less than uh, a Mary Sue this season. I think I feel.
1: Well, so. that's good stuff. Uh, next episode, I will definitely have seen the whole season, uh, and we'll talk more in depth about it then.
0: Also coming up this month, um, next week, uh, Edge Runner sh- should be dropping on Netflix, and that's the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven anime.
1: Which very very excited about that. Although all we've gotten so far is a teaser, and the animation, uh, I'm not going to say it, it looks bad, but from just the in the teaser animation, it, it looks underwhelming, I'll say that. The character designs are cool, but it almost looks like Flash animation in the teaser, and hopefully that's just me misreading it.
0: Well, I yeah, in the photos I've seen, it's, yeah, it's very Flash animation, but depending upon how well they do it, it can go well, you know? Although it looks yeah. like... Looks like cyberpunk I mean, to be honest it's still yellow,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of yellow I, I don't understand where yellow became the the core color for that uh personal pet peeve, but um, yeah, I mean, Archer started out as flash animation, and it's one of my favorite shows of all time. So. yeah,
0: I'm wondering if it's yellow because Mike has already done black, green, and uh red red. It's possible, it's possible. CDPR decided, okay, we'll make Cyberpunk Yellow.
1: Um, I mean, I would have chosen Blue, but that's me. I guess, you know.
0: Yep. Um, and I think Westworld is coming out this month. As well.
1: Yeah, that show just keeps getting better and better.
0: So, the clips I've seen of the new season looks pretty good. Um... I don't know what they're going to do, (laughs) because the world is already ending. I'd like to see what their dystopian future is going to be all about.
1: Nothing but robots. It's going to be nothing Uh, but
0: robots. Nothing but AIs. Do you think... um,
1: Yeah, because at that point, they won't even need bodies.
0: And 2077 kind of hints at that takeover. Yeah, so that the next episode is dropping June 26th. So, we have two things to look forward to this month when it comes to cyberpunk. Um, and again, there's a bunch of other movies coming out. Um, I talked about, it, I think, either the last episode or the previous episode. So, there's good stuff coming out for us uh, to dig our teeth in and chew on as it were um, <clears throat> other things cyberpunk so our uh, Talsorian dropped a new DLC which looks like it gives a lot of love to the Netrunners which I'm always happy uh,
1: yeah it, it, it definitely does that it, it looks like it might actually be a preview of, uh, of what they're doing with the new Chromebook that is uh, on the way um, it's a more detailed look at gear than anything we saw in, in red.
0: Right. Although I... The pricing around these decks, I don't know. There's a lot of decks that are just 500 and they all have their benefits and drawbacks, but...
1: Uh, I mean, the nature of the red game is that it's all pretty generic, so... Yeah. But, um, any gear catalog you give me is a good gear catalog, and that's the way I look at it. Yep. So, hopefully it's... Hopefully this is a, a return to form for R. saurian uh the Cyberpunk Club.
0: Yeah, the only major pain I see with this uh, DLC is the hardware perfume shop. So, If you install, so this is what it does, right? So if you install Perfume Shop, um, it reduces the skunk program from two slots down to one. But it takes up two slots. So you're saving one slot by gaining another slot. (laughs) So I don't know exactly what's benefits. Um... That particular hardware has because I have yet to see any. Most of the other stuff is is pretty, pretty interesting, very useful. But that one piece of hardware is just just got underneath my uh, my fingernails and just can't get it out of there.
1: <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah, I don't play enough red for it to really have that impact for me. For me, it's just more gear, and yeah. I, I like that direction. So I'm not. I don't have any real complaints,
0: right? Um, so I didn't know if you wanted to get into talking about the um, comics that Dark Horse has been putting out because I've read them all. If you wanna, if we wanna, like, spend some time giving a a bit of your review and your opinion on them um, versus
1: mine. I mean, I I like them all. Uh, it's it's. It's a dream come true again, seeing comics, anime, video games coming out about this game we love, like direct um, direct franchise editions this way. Uh, and the I mean for the most part, I haven't always agreed with the art choices, but it's always seemed to work with the story being told. So I don't have any real complaints. Uh, it's good stuff. It It's more based on the video game than anything else. Although uh, Where's Johnny definitely takes place uh, just, after, uh, just after the attack on Arasaka, the nuke, and all that. Uh, so it's more of a 2020-inspired thing, um, which I really like seeing. Uh, I mean, there's been, let's see, so far there's been, uh, Big City Dreams, that was, or Trauma Team was the first one. Yeah, I Uh, I I actually really really liked that one. Uh, I really like Trauma Team as well. Um, Trauma Team was the first one, then I think, uh, there were the web comics, um, that's, that's. I think that's the Where's Johnny stuff. Yeah. Uh, then there was uh Big City Dreams um which uh Trauma Team and Where's Johnny were both done by Dark Horse whereas uh Big City Dreams was the was that one was that one of the Polish ones? I think so. Um uh, I'm rifling through it now. Yeah, that was that was put out by CD Projekt Red itself. Uh, along with... Uh, and really, I loved Big City Dreams. I, I loved the idea of it. I loved, you know, the rural... It, it starts off with uh, some rural individuals who make their way to the city. Uh, it felt... I thought that it was... It felt like a very...
0: That was the one with the brain yeah. dance, right? Where the guy fell in yeah. love with the uh, <clears throat> with uh, the simple
1: life, as it were. Yeah, while well, everybody around him wants to move to the big city and just be all, you know, big city. Yes, yeah, his um,
0: psychotic pi- partner. Um,
1: I really dug you. Have my word. I, it, of all the of all the books that they put out it's got my favorite art style um Jesus Hervas is uh is the artist on it and he just I don't know if I, I'm probably pronouncing that completely wrong it's probably Herba uh but I really dug the art style on that one Yeah I, it's uh go ahead yeah that that
0: i love i think that was probably my favorite series so far um just because it just it got into like you know it, it took a left turn pretty quick um yeah, which, which I always like in things.
1: Um, the uh your voice is another one put out by uh CD Project Red and it was more of a it was more of a graphic novel type thing um they didn't that's probably my least favorite of the bunch just because it takes so long to actually get to where it's going that it was all done for a brain dance yeah um, I don't know, I just the art style didn't catch me uh, I like a really, when it comes to cyberpunk, I tend to prefer a really detailed style of art um, Ooh. especially in the mechanics uh, uh, of what's going on, like any bit of gear or tech i, I want to see that detail that's that's just me though i it's and the story like i said it just it takes a bit to get going and it it wasn't as fast paced as the others not not that they're not not that slow isn't is bad uh i don't know it just there was an economy of ideas there that i don't think i I think they were maybe spaced a bit too far apart.
0: Yeah. Narcity, in Riot's game has seen success with Arcane, do you imagine that we might see a cyberpunk series within the Pondsmith Night City canon? Uh, so, you, uh, so you're so you talking about an anime? If, it, if you're talking about an anime, that's what um, Edgerunners, Cyberpunk 2077 Edgerunners on Netflix is going to be. So,
1: Arcane is is fantastic. It's I would love. I, I mean, I I can't tell you how much I would love to see a like Arcane is more steampunk than anything else. It's based off a uh, League of Legends. Um, I've never played League of Legends, but based on that anime, it seems pretty flipping awesome. Uh, it's actually one of the best animes I've seen in. Like a decade. Uh, But, do I think Cyberpunk 2020 itself, the actual game, or even Cyberpunk Red will get that? Probably not. Um, I would love to see it happen. But, I don't think... uh, I don't think any tabletop game other than Dungeons & Dragons or Warhammer or you know, one of the great big ones that just seems to have ridiculous amounts of funding behind it. Um, I don't think, I don't think anything besides those is really going to get its own anime. But then again, I didn't think cyberpunk 2020, a game which had been fairly dead for over a decade, would get a, you know, triple a title video game, even if it took another almost decade to come out. Uh, like, that, that came out of nowhere for me. So who knows what the future holds?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think CDPR pushing cyberpunk, it, you're going to see that branch into various medias because you have that, <laughs> that billion-dollar corporation pushing and, and trying to make as much money off the property as possible. Um, whereas, you know, our Talsorian, they are a, a very small shop um, yeah. with not as much influence, I think. Well, who knows, right? Um, now that it, it could be.
1: <clears throat> I mean, gonna... ultimately, what I would like to see is we're getting a DLC next year and there are... I, I guess they've stated that it's the only DLC we're getting. They expansion. Like, major expansion. Yep. Uh, but I'd like to see a... Pre- I, I hate prequels in general, but I would like to see a Cyberpunk video game sequel-prequel uh, that is closer to the 2020 timeline. I would like to see... to be able to play in that. That's my personal dream. I doubt it'll happen, but... Yeah, I don't think that's gonna um, happen, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. But I can dream. I dreamed of a cyberpunk video game, and that came true. 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 Um,
0: um, I just see that uh, Dark Horse actually released a, a new cyberpunk book, Blackout. They yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't been
1: able to. I haven't been able to pick that up yet, but I'm I'm very excited. Anything that any of these, anytime a a new part of the, uh, a new comic drops, I'm going to be excited, because the more we get the better. Um, The more we get the more hype uh, the tabletop game gets, the video game gets, and I want more of both. Yep. I'm very much praying that uh, CD Projekt Red continues with the Cyberpunk franchise, even if 2077 doesn't get uh, much more love in the way of uh, expansions uh, in favor of the uh, Unreal Engine that they're going to be using. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that they continue with the cyberpunk franchise.
0: Yes. Um, so on YouTube, the latest quarter earning quarter earlier earnings call, um, was hosted live. Uh, that you can actually go to, I think, CDPR's site. And you can actually listen to the earnings call on YouTube. Oh. Um, Yeah, I actually caught a little bit of it when I was live, but not all of it. Um, but yeah, they but basically, yeah, they the expansion, because I think you know, they're already deep into the woods or the, and deep into the weeds developing that. So they're not pulling it back. and also the the leak of the, the all the dialogue that was dropped for for uh, that new expansion was uh, basically hidden within the, their latest patch release so a lot of modders found it and basically it got leaked out yeah (coughs) so there's reams and reams of uh dialogue uh which from what i've heard and again this is all rumor and do not believe all any rumors when it comes to cyberpunk 2077 even if they come from cdpr um but basically it was so it's happens to, in the late game um prior to finishing the game you get in contact with a netrunner called Songbird and i guess she has or opens up a new ending a possible ending but oh well that's interesting yeah i, I haven't really read any of the of the documentation cuz it's to me the problem with Cyberpunk 2077 and um, and the rumor mill is just there's so much of it, and you you know these people who who love the clickbait, you know they hear one sentence or one blurb from somebody and it just becomes this oh this is fact and it's like guess what two months later oh well it's not fact. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's uh It's kind of a plague on YouTube right now is is that kind of information.
0: But definitely watch the earnings call cuz it shows <clears throat> how how much um how much growth the game got uh this year from doing all the major patches, right? And their saw so- or their second release, right? when it came to uh ps4 and 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 the other consoles um that's good
1: i mean hopefully they do well enough that uh they continue the franchise yeah
0: yeah and when they re or when they dropped that patch you know there was a lot of people who were like wait a minute i thought this game was supposed to suck and people really like it um
1: well, yeah, because it's a fantastic freaking game. Did it promise on? Did it deliver on everything it promised? No. But it's still a better game than 90% of the crap I've played in the last six years.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, during the earnings call, they talked about um, they're doing one more expansion, uh, and then they're going to be switching over to the re- Unreal Engine.
1: So, I mean, they've stated publicly recently, like like two weeks ago that they're they consider themselves a two franchise company with the Witcher and Cyberpunk, so yeah, hopefully that is a sign of things to come.
0: Well, they've also been hinting that they're looking into a, a new a new franchise, but we'll see um. Are they turning into a bigger game house, right, in which they'll start maintaining multiple franchises? I hope so. I'd really like to see that. Um, That way we continue to get Cyberpunk 2077. Number two, whatever it is. Overhype
1: issue aside, they've never put out a bad game.
0: Yep. All right, so um, any other uh, news that you well, heard comic
1: there's an independent comic uh I think it's mostly only available via the web, but it's called night hunters and it's 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 pretty interesting comic uh it is very much like it feels like they played cyberpunk and then made a comic based off of it um I don't want to give away the plot too much, but it's, uh, like, police have become this weird mix of cop and bounty hunter, and they'll go into the slums and, and stage these raids to get these criminals, and the slums are just way out of control. Like, it's it's true combat zone stuff, and, uh, yeah, for a... For a, for a Sledgling Effort, because I've never heard of it, anybody associated with this book before. It, it looks self-published. Uh, What's it called? You today? should. I, it's called uh, The Night Hunters. And uh, I recommend it. People should check it out. Um, give them some love. Give them some money. Uh, you should be able to just do a, a Google search on The Night Hunters. Um, I remember their Publishing like they had a Kickstarter to get it published, if, if I recall correctly. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think I am. Um, they also just put out a, uh, a trade uh, collection of a book called Crowded, which it has a really great premise. of uh, The premise is, is that It's like a it's a social media thing where you can like nominate someone to be killed publicly, and if they get enough if they get enough if if enough people donate into that or give enough likes, uh, it raises the bounty on them. Um, so it follows this girl who's been who's been targeted. And she hires a bodyguard, and it follows them as they try to escape uh now it's uh they're both women, and they develop a relationship it's it's a good comic, and it it's deserving of some love as well who um, put that who put that in. uh i wanna say that was. Uh, it was it image? I wanna say it was either image or dark horse. Um I'll tell you in just one second here. Flipping through some stuff. Um yeah, image, I was right. Uh it's by uh Christopher Sabella and uh Ro Stein and Ted Brandt on Art Duties and it's just really good. You should check it out.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I just found Night Hunters. Definitely has a unique art to it. It's kind of it reminds it me of. It's... If you remember that right. uh, comic book, um, this is dating me. There used to be a, a like a car, car comic book called Cartoons. Um, which hmm. kind of like had. No, I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, this was back eighty 70s, 80s. Um But basically, it was like, you know, the... I'm trying to think of that other artist. Oh, the old
1: Roth stuff? Yeah,
0: the hot rod, like crazy art. Um, Mm -hmm. That's what this kind of reminds me a little bit of. And it's ecstatic. Yeah, it's
1: a really raw style. Um, I'm not going to say it couldn't use a little bit of polish, but for a self published book, it comes across really well, and it's while the art is raw it's never it's never too ugly to read like I like the art. I hope that artist um, continues with his work
0: yeah, it looks like he made his goal for on his Kickstarter, which is good that's always the first step. <laughs> Actually, Amazon has it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll check that out. And you also said crowded.
1: I'll also take a look at that as well. From image.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um other types of cyberpunk news so this past weekend i um did some bug fixes on my site as well as introduced uh two new things uh one is a searchable gear list for cyberpunk 2020 um i think i got all the gear i I don't but i have a feeling i didn't (laughs) Because when it came to like services and stuff, I was like, "eh, I don't know if I want to add that to the list," um, but it's out there. You can now have quickly search uh, and find gear, hopefully a little easier. Um, also, I added the ability to add in a character portrait into the Cyberpunk 2020 uh, character generator. Oh, that's an awesome addition. Yeah, so now you can add in a picture for your character. Uh, And the other thing I did was over on Reddit, I uh, posted a poll to kind of give me some guidance on what people are looking for when it comes to my site. And it looks like people want me to do a Cyberpunk Red character generator. Um,
1: yep, I got but, outvoted
0: on that one. <laughs> yeah. There, there's quite a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, interest in that. Um, but it's, it's great. Um, yeah. And I think with this poll, you know, I'm not going to just only do Cyberpunk red and red stuff. Uh, there is still a lot of interest in, uh, some of the other stuff, uh, Apparently, all my maps are not not something that a lot of people love. There's a few people who love it, but not as many as I would think. But um, well, I
1: mean, you only gave people one option, pal.
0: So he, there's Reddit doesn't give you multiple multiple votes. Votes, I think ah. Facebook might, but then again, I'm not on Facebook. Screw uh, Zuckerberg. Um, but yeah, so. This kind of gives me uh, an idea on what priorities to look at. Um, I have ideas for all of those subjects. So now I know which ones to focus in on first, and then second, and then third. So it gives me kind of a a priority of what to do with my site. Um, So I actually started... I I kind of started in on character uh, red generator a while back. Um, So I have a little bit of the code already... Kind of created. Um, now it's just getting it more refined and getting it implemented to host on my site. Um, the one reason why I really didn't go down that path was because of the um, companion app that you can get installed on your on your phone. But I, th- I think some people just might not want their <laughs> an app on their phone. So I will give you my yeah, version there's of the a- generator.
1: There's a lot of apps and they seem to be taking up more and more room these days. I'm constantly fighting for space on my phone, and my phone's not that old.
0: Yeah, the well, we'll see how my diaspot <laughs> works um, but yeah, um, but yeah, there's I mean I'm going to try to mimic a lot of the stuff I've implemented on the 2020 generator. So like IP tracking, um, finance tracking, expenses, and stuff like that. But it's going to take a little while, right, to get all that implemented. So. um, All
1: good things, dude.
0: Yep. So I'm going to at least get kind of a a preliminary uh, sheet out that you can just record in and and start tracking your stuff. But then I'm just going to slowly, iteratively... Add in more functionality to that uh, generator as time passes. So, you got that to look forward to. Um, so, yeah. Well, I mean, you always put out quality
1: work, so whatever you put out, it's, it's going to work.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Um,
0: yeah, that's about it, I think. Until now, we can get into uh, some of the topics of the night. And. I think we were thinking about talking about, um, you know, our top... Talking about our
1: favorite gear.
0: Yeah. Of Cyberpunk 2020 or Cyberpunk Red. Um, Mostly it's going to be Cyberpunk 2020 because we're a bunch of grognars. But you can always uh, import some of the stuff into Red. So always take that into consideration. So what do you want to get first? You want to talk about weapons, cyberware... Vehicles, gear. Um. Uh,
1: I mean, I got favorites for all, so uh, it's really kind of a crapshoot. Um. We need a. We need your dice roll to roll a one d four here. Uh, let's uh. Let's go with the easy one. Let's go with guns. Yeah. That's everybody's favorite. Favorite cyberpunk topic? Yeah, and that's usually... So what do you like?
0: What do I like? I... My first go-to weapon that a lot of my characters will specifically get um, is usually pistol grenades. Really? Yes. They are so versatile and
1: concealable. (laughs) Yeah,
0: And there's a couple that are pretty lethal.
1: Indeed. Um, they are, you know, you're right. There's uh, they're some quick devastation uh, in a pinch, and you can carry a couple of them in your pocket.
0: Um, people say that the rules are broken on some of them, especially the Heap version, mm-hmm. which... Uh, ignores armor. Uh, half is... Well, con- I mean,
1: it's an explosive, so...
0: Yeah. Half is uh, concussion. And half is real. Which is nice, because hey, you know, you're, you're, you might not want to kill the person. And for 5d6, no. and... Armor also gets reduced by S2SP points. It's it's a nice little little thing to pop off before you start unloading with your pistol.
1: It's an for GMs. It's a nice way to capture and uh, capture PCs without killing them. Uh, You'll still do them damage, and some of that damage can be quite severe. But uh, overall, it's a good way to bring them down with less chance of killing them
0: yeah I mean you have the concussion one which does 3 d6 uh, with a four meter radius, but armor still protects but it's only a third protection but 3d6 and it's depending upon the the my group I know usually their SP ranges from 16 to 20 uh, when it comes to to outfitting so it's kind of hard to get them to be stunned um, versus the the heat grenade.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, 16 to 20 seems about right for, you know, veteran cyberpunk uh, characters. That that tracks. Um, And this will still be effective against them. So...
0: So what's your top weapon?
1: My number one, my favorite uh, Cyberpunk twenty twenty weapon is the gong. Or not the gong, the uh Well shit. Now I've forgotten what they actually call it in, in Cyberpunk. Uh... damn it. You, you caught me you caught me slipping as it were. Is it a pistol? The uh, the crusher, the Militech crusher, ah, some uh, shotgun. Right.
0: Um,
1: I call it the Gong because the art is absolutely blatantly 100, like just traced from the uh, Pi- Poseidon Arinko shotgun called the Gong from Appleseed. Uh, like it's just 100 percent that. But that's uh, second to second to you know Deckard's. P.K.D. from Blade Runner. It's my favorite science fiction handgun in existence. I just love the look of it. It's a uh, magazine-fed, pistol-sized shotgun. And it just looks cool. Like, if that were pointed at me, I would wet myself. And as your NPC should. Or your PCs, really. Because... You don't want that pointed at
0: you. Right. Yeah, the, the my next weapon <clears throat> would be the Volt Pistol. Um, just because it has that sci-fi tech next level type of thing versus just regular slug throwers that I mm. Uh And, again, it's one of those guns that People say break the rules, but um, if you have grounded armor, it's pretty much not going to be that effective of a weapon. So
1: no, I like uh, for my number two. I'm going to go with the sliver gun. It's uh, against a against a hard armored target. It's it's utterly useless. Um, but it looks like the old laser tag blaster, and it shoots little slivers of metal that get broken off from a rotating flywheel. Uh, So it's just all these little darts coming at you that just, if you're wearing light armor, it eats that shit like it's lunch.
0: Yep. Um, My neck weapon of choice would be the Chain Ripper, because who cannot say a portable handheld chainsaw is not freaking cool. I mean,
1: absolutely. It's very, very cool.
0: Plus it rips uh, armor to shreds.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you've got a little electric handheld chainsaw, just knife sized it, it's hard to beat that. My third choice is, uh, it's fairly normal. Um, it's just a very heavy handgun. I, I, I really like the Royal Enfield Ordnance Spitfire. I just do. I like the way it looks. I like the description of it. Um,
0: that's it's the one just, that has it's a three-round burst, right?
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's the standard sidearm of the British Army. Uh, and as such, it gets used by the EDF and all that as well. Uh, I just really like it. I don't know why. It kind of sings to me. The the Armalite 44, it's great. The Colt AMT, they're they're great, but this is like the superior version of those.
0: Yeah, the most mundane weapon I kind of always... Either NPCs are lugging around, or if my I, my character doesn't have too much money, um, when it comes to SMGs, I always go for the min, Minami. The, the Minami, yeah, yeah, those are good. Stuff. That has always been a, a fun little uh, SMG that I love, and most of my characters will either have, or my NPCs will be lugging around. Unless they're Militech, then, you know, Militech will get their little weapon of choice.
1: I like the, uh, the Gonks Taurus. That's a, that's a good little nine millimeter. Yep. But for thugs, for, for just schmucks on the street who just feel like they have to carry around a gun as part of a fashion sense, I love giving them the really shitty, like, budget auto, uh... Things like the Sci-Fi Starrier or the uh, Budget Arms Laser Niner. I I love giving NPCs just utterly cheap garbage to, you know, just be schmucks. Untrained, Untrained people using a gun that blows up in their hands half the time, that's hilarious to me. That is, yeah, that's hilarious to me.
0: Yeah, the other um weapon of choice for me is the uh Heckler and Kosh uh MPK twenty twenty. Just because it has a big ass out of you know, the, the standard uh magazine is triple or double the uh rate it's, of fire. It's got a lot of ammo. So Spe- to me. Go ahead. For to me, it's I have been in, especially when it comes to like NPCs, how quick you can go through your clip of ammo and then have to spending an action unloading, action loading, and then you're at a minus six <laughs> trying to fire again, <coughs> or I'm a big- co- finding trying to find cover so you can reload and take a turn to do so.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of large capacity weapons, I'm a big fan of the uh, Chadron Arms Jungle Reaper from uh, from Interface Three. Uh, basically, it's the gun from Aliens. It's it's the pulse rifle, uh, including the including the underbarrel shotgun, 25 millimeter grenades. Yeah, I mean, damn! If that's just not frickin' cool. I mean, there's a reason we love we love aliens, and that gun is a big part of it, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, literally uh, it looks exactly
1: like the alien's gun. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty that's, that's one of the beauties of the, of the old cyberpunk books, is they, they took those homages, like the gong, or the uh, pulse rifle, and they just ran with them, like we're going to include these, these, this is what we want to see in our game. The, yeah. These things influence us. So we'll influence them right back.
0: Yeah. It, and the one thing I find funny, cause I'm, I'm looking at, um, Blackhands, uh, book and the, the center center pages have illustrations of, uh, quite a few of the guns. um, but they put in a little caveat that says illustrations not to scale.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so you don't think they're to scale with each other, but mm. well, yeah, st- it almost feels like coffee may be hot kind of sign. Yeah, but still,
0: I mean, you look at, uh, was it on page 26, you look at the, the Nova Model 757 and the rail or the Rhine metal. Railgun, and you're like, oh, yeah, really? This is supposed that. to be a scale. A <laughs> pistol is supposed to be, you know, as big as a person. But yeah, some of the images in, in the in the middle book are fun uh, aspects to look at, and like the uh,
1: the tsunami. It was the arms. '90s. We st- yeah. The, we c- stopped overestimating people's intelligence. And true, the tsunami
0: uh, arms helix definitely does look like a freaking mean ass weapon.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, like you said and the like the Rheinmetall anti-material rifle, that is one of the meanest like most devastating looking weapons I've ever seen in in science fiction, like it's a giant bazooka rifle shoulder mounted with a I mean, it's ridiculous. I think I've only and used
0: that uh, weapon once in a game. Um, I,
1: the party, yeah, because what did you need to use it more than once?
0: <laughs> well, the party was doing it was a, a scenario in which they were hunting a Borg. Uh, it was kind of a one shot, and the big, the big cybered up guy of the group was the guy lugging that piece of uh, hardware around.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it made an appearance in our game when I was running the military inspired game, and they were issued, uh, powered armor for, uh, for a mission. And one of, uh, one of the guys got that equipped to it. Um, he was their long, long range sniper. And yeah, he, he put it to great effect against some tanks.
0: I can imagine. Uh, speaking of which, um, kind of reminds me. So in Ghost in the Shell, there is, uh, Dragoons, or at least the ghost and cell version of Dragoons, which really kind of give me inspiration to uh update the Dragoons to d- do some fun stuff that these uh that their version was doing but yeah that's well that's the
1: spoiler that gets my motor running
0: yeah th- so it's a definitely a great season to watch um yeah, so that's kind of my top five of weapons. Oh. Shall we head into uh cyberware?
1: We can totally head into cyberware. So what is your go-to cyberware? Um I don't have a necessar- necessarily a, a go-to other than the standard like everybody most of my characters, not all of them, but most of them get, you know, neural processor and a cyberlink. Uh I will say that there are cybernetics that I I like I I just love like the concept of um one of my favorite characters he had a combination of Corvette cyber legs and a DynaLar grapple fist oh nice and yeah he uh, Spider Man so those two <laughs> basically Spider Man. Uh, with a guy whose kicks could like basically like cut you in half, but yeah, those uh those two both rank highly on my list. I mean, getting to add a plus eight to your movement allowance at the higher level Corvette cyber legs—that's yeah, you're running as fast as like a mid-range car, um, and you can do that down alleys and upstairs and shit. Uh, And the grapple fist, 50... You can shoot your arm off like Transor Z and then reel it back in with a 50-meter grapple. You can use that to attack people or to, like, you know, like it says, grapple up items because you can close your fist and open it while it's detached. Uh, It was just supremely useful.
0: Yep. Yeah, with my characters, um, oftentimes... I will get the stuff that kind of makes sense in the day and age like quite a few of my uh, my my characters will con- have um air filters.
1: It's yeah, almost that like makes a re- sense.
0: almost like a requirement. Um the cyber liver is another popular one I like to give my characters just because, you know, hard life, hard drinking be able to
1: survive those night city drinks.
0: Exactly. Um the other piece of cyberware I kind of really like is, um, just because of the concept, is the decentralized heart.
1: That's a good one. That, uh, that kind of shows up in the video game, too. Yeah.
0: Um, just because you know it gives you a bonus to death saves and also <clears throat> deals with um, some wounds a little bit better but just that whole concept of, hey, your heart doesn't have to be where your heart is. And all the chambers don't necessarily have to be all in the same location.
1: I had a fixer who took the opposite approach to the cyber liver, and he had a cyber bar leg installed. Cyber bar leg and a thumb lighter. He was the pimpinest pimp to ever pimp a pimp.
0: Yeah, the thumb letter is another go-to for me. Um, another one that I, I think m- the majority of my players will always get when it comes to well, besides well, most of them will have like some type of cyber optic. <coughs> um, Anti yeah, I mean- Desler is a must, and then uh, the Times Square Marquee Plus is always a must as well for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's 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 cyber that's just you just have to have uh, either either through actual cyber like a cyber optic or through smart shades you, you're going to need anti dazzle you're going to need uh, a Times Square marquee and you're going to need some type of uh, some type of night vision be it low light thermo uh, infrared ultraviolet you're going to need some type of, of night vision. Um, those are just almost requirements if you're running any kind of combat-oriented anything.
0: Yeah, um, the other piece of cyber I kind of like and had a few NPCs as well as players use is the Gang Jazzler.
1: I love the Gang Jazzler. It it is unlike unlike the other cyber weapons. It's it's so inobtrusive. Like it's it's it just pops out from underneath your fingernail. Yep. And it's devastating. Like, uh, I, I, yeah, it's, I was getting ready to say gang jazzler as my preferred cyber weapon. So good choice.
0: Yeah. Um, for, yeah. And cyber weapons, I, I like the concept of, uh, the cyber snake, but I just never had use of it. Um, it was either a gang jazzler or Wolvers, and, and when I th- say Wolvers, I—if you got the uh, Pack Rim supplement, you just mono edge the the Wolvers, and now you have uh, some pretty uh, heinous weapons.
1: The uh, the Cyber Snake—I mean, it, it came from when Gravity fails, and it's it's limit it, its uses are are limited, like it. it if you're not a prostitute if if the character's not a prostitute or something of that nature where you can get in and like really really get close to somebody those weapons are not going to be all that effective um however there's really nothing saying that it has to be placed i mean i guess it does say it has to be placed in an orifice but i mean you could put it in your belly button i guess that kind of counts. Um, I had a character, uh, a player, who had a modified version put into his uh, into his wrists, and he would whip that thing out, those out, like whenever he made a strike, he would also have the cyber snake shoot out and do its thing. So you can get creative with it. As written, it's it's very limited in scope. Uh, although there was a memorable a uh, moment where one of the femme fatal type uh, assassins like seduced one of the characters and had, she had one in her mouth and in her hoo-ha. And, uh, I was about to say there was a,
0: a little bit of a, a discussion, I forget which Discord it was, um, <laughs> where the Person was describing that the their party was in a strip joint, and uh, there was a liberal amounts of uh, Mister Studs and Cyber Snakes.
1: <laughs> One is the direct result of the other.
0: Yeah. Um, the last well
1: weapon- oh, Go ahead. It's popular to think of. Ah, never mind, go ahead.
0: The last piece of cyberware I I like, but of course it always... People with uh, anti dazzers was not always going to disturb it, but it's great for... Kind of crowd control is uh, the strobe light in your hand.
1: I love the art for that image, or or the image for that piece of cyberware. It, It just looks... It's one of the better, like, illustrations of a cyber hand in any of the books. Um, And the fact that it's got a big strobe light in the palm just is icing on the cake. I don't know how you would keep that from getting damaged every time you grab something hard, but I've seen goofier things. I think uh, one of my uh, go-tos and my last little suggestion... Is is the subdermal pocket? It's it's so like like not something anybody would ever think to, or not something you would ever really think of. Um, but if you want to smuggle something small past, you know, any kind of security guard who's doing a pat down, you just you just slide it into a little slide it into your stomach, basically. Um. And I dig that idea. That's where my characters would keep their... Uh, if they were wealthy enough to have Trauma Team cards, that's where they would keep them.
0: All right. Let's move on to uh, just general gear. So what is your uh, must-haves when it comes to uh, gear?
1: Just regular old gear. Uh my 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 fixers, my corporates, and my high-end sni uh, my high-end solos, were all very big fans of Tanaka Executive Gear from the Chromebook One. Uh, you know, you can't go wrong with a nice, finely tailored suit that can shrug off nine millimeters. Um, I mean, it's cyberpunk style above a. Uh, Style above substance. It's... How you look is everything, so... I was a big fan of that.
0: Yeah, whereas I like the uh, Gibson Battle Gear.
1: Um, Yeah, Gibson's good stuff, but it kind of advertises. True, true.
0: Um, But I think the main thing that, no matter what, I try to get my hands on, and... Well... In your campaign, I, <laughs> I've I've forgotten about it. Um, is the sleep inducer? Um,
1: Those are good. Yeah,
0: that's a main staple for uh, a lot of my characters because hey, <laughs> sleep is is needed, and yeah, and it's hard to come by. If you can get this thing, and now you're uh, you're no longer tired after two hours. Which I thought was a great concept. I wonder if they took it from um, Buck Rogers, that, that TV series where he would go into bed and be like,
1: "I don't want to sleep on your own." Yeah, I would assume it was something like that. I mean, they 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 love uh, they love their homages. Um, back back in the '90s, it, it's not relevant today. But back in the '90s, I thought the WorldSat flop screen was the coolest thing ever. Just a just a a video display that rolls up into a yeah, it's like a, a blanket video display. You just throw it on the ground or up against the wall, and you've got a satellite and updated. It's GPS, as as was envisioned as was envisioned in the '90s, portable GPS. It's it's not so cool today unless you add some. Uh, GM Fiat tweaks, like, you know, it's also a video display and does all this other stuff, but it's a widescreen TV that you can take anywhere with you. But back in the day, I loved that shit.
0: Yeah, the other, um, and again, it's a toss-up between either of these two items. One is the uh, Zeta e-book, or I would get the wearable computer.
1: Um. Again, the 90s and how we saw stuff.
0: Well, think about it. We we didn't en- envision uh, the phone would become a computer,
1: right? Yeah, the idea that we could have a laptop that was every bit as powerful as any PC. It just wasn't a thing, hence the ebook. Um And the wearable computer, like, just... It's cool, and it looks really, really cool. And I could still see it having uses. Uh, it's just not the uh, like in hindsight. It's not the far future advanced tech that we were looking at it as in like nineteen
0: ninety three. Yeah. Um, another good to item that uh, a lot of my characters will have is the window tumbler.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: Just because you never know who's listening?
1: Yeah. I mean, it sets up against the window and just vibrates the window, so, like, laser mics can't penetrate it. You can't use... That's how laser mics work, is they uh, they pick up the vibrations on the window from people inside talking or making whatever noise, uh, and it disrupts that. Yeah. that. The window tumbler is really cool. Like, that's one of those things that, you know, most people wouldn't think about, but it makes perfect sense.
0: And the only thing, only time I saw that in action, and I forget which movie it was, It, um, I think it was one with Wesley Snipes, that they actually had a, a laser mic and how they actually listened <coughs> to the vibrations within the windows and explained it. Um, and that was back in the 90s, so it hasn't really been a big thing Unless, uh, you know, Big Brother just wanted you to forget.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you can get laser mics in the game, and... Yep. I I like that they put... They try to put counters out for anything that you can get. Um... I'm trying to remember... What it was actually called. Uh... I forget what it was called, but it's basically like a handheld um, security card copier. Uh, the code decryptor—I think that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that always came in handy. Uh, anytime we had like a, a well-equipped group, that was always part of something somebody was carrying.
0: So do you go for uh, smart mirror shades or smart goggles? Which is your Mirror preferred. shades. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, definitely smart shades. I, goggles are a bit too big and bulky. Um, they they have more options typically, but mirror shades look cooler, Matt.
0: They do look cooler. I would say the last bit of gear my guy would carry is probably a shower in a can.
1: Shower in a can's good stuff. Uh, spray skin. That's that's my last bit of carry. Um, yeah, it's basically aerosol super glue that you use to tie your wounds together. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I like that stuff. I, I definitely like that stuff.
0: Don't want to do a dermal uh, stapler?
1: Uh, dermal staplers... They're, they're great, they're, they're, they're honestly, I mean, any real life, they're wonderful items that save a lot of lives, but the idea of stapling myself just sounds so painful, I can't list that in my favorite of anything. <clears throat> I've accidentally stapled myself a couple of times, and it's it's not pleasant.
0: I think it all depends on where you get stapled.
1: Uh, I would not recommend the knee, I would not. <laughs>
0: All right, let's move on to uh, vehicles. I'm sure this is near and dear to your heart because amount of vehicles on your site.
1: I do love vehicles. I I, I very much love vehicles. It's true. It's true. Um, I love statting vehicles. I love statting any kind of gear. But uh, I have thrown out just tremendous amounts of vehicles. Um. I think my f- single favorite vehicle in the, any of the cyber cyberpunk books it's uh the Bell Sandpiper it's it's a recumbent motorcycle with a canopy cover um it's from Solo of Fortune 2 and I just I think it like it's always captured my attention really like the amount of thought and detail that went into it it's got little wheels on the on the side that you know, if you're leaning into a turn, so uh, so far it keeps you from scratching up your bike. Uh, it just looks cool. I I I if you've ever seen the movie, uh oh the Korean Blue Skies, Sky Blue, Sky Blue, the Korean uh, cyberpunk anime. Uh, he drives a bike that looks very very similar to it. Hmm. Well.
0: My top one is also a bike and it's the Shiva. Uh when I saw it yeah. in yeah, the um The Shiva.
1: Chromebook one.
0: Kundalani, yeah. When that Chromebook one came out and that book you know, and again this was around the same time that um what is it? Akira, right? Came out. Yeah. Um to me it just I don't know. <laughs> that was the bike to have for
1: our games I mean yeah when Chromebook was the only real gear source book in the book in the it was the first of them all and uh, yeah the Shiva was really really highly sought after in in those early days
0: What's your next vehicle of choice?
1: Because I'm a big fan of Nomads, my next vehicle of choice is also a motorcycle. And it's the Delta Motors Bermuda. From Chromebook 2. This gigantic, chopper-style recumbent. It, It... It captured my my imagination before any of the Nomad source books came out. Like, I was like, yeah, I could see a grizzled biker touring the country in one of those. Yeah. It it didn't have the best performance, but it was better... It evoked, like, a cyberpunk Easy Rider kind of feel, as opposed to, you know, like, the Thunder God, which just Look like every other Harley I've ever seen in my life. Right.
0: Um, for me, the next uh, vehicle that I kind of, I liked was the uh, police in- interceptor, from Chrome Four.
1: Yeah, that's good stuff. Just because I like that, that short, squat body, it had.
0: Yeah, and it just looks like an aggressive doom buggy.
1: Yeah. It, it looks like something meant to meant for high maneuverability in city streets, um, real tight turns, getting in and out of traffic. It's a very cool little little vehicle. It looks like something out of Bubblegum Crisis. Yep. So, what's your next uh, one? My next one is the uh, Max Interceptor from Chromebook Two. Uh the highway patrol uh the highway patrol vehicle. It just It looks mean and big and aggressive. Uh it's it was the first real muscle car we saw from the from any of the twenty twenty books. The yeah. wheels look a little bit goofy in the image, but the the car itself has got a solid design.
0: Yeah. And granted, this is, this next one is something my characters have never, ever acquired, and that would be the Bell Boeing Air Car
1: from Chrome 4. <laughs> That's, uh, oh, if I, I want to say Christian Conkel designed that one.
0: Just the, the look of it has a nice little sci-fi with the, the, the up and down wings. Um, yeah,
1: uh christian conkle uh he designed that really um it's... yeah he was uh that was the first time that somebody designed something on the web that made it into one of the books
0: wow good for him yeah shame we lost the site though
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a it's a damn shame Uh, well, when it comes to aircraft, I mean, I'm I'm always going to be a fan of the AV-6 and the AV-8s, like just the classic, your classic uh, AVs, uh, especially the AV-6. I mean, I cannot give that enough love. It's a flying van with bristling with weapons, and it just, like that to me is what, it's like when somebody mentions supercar, my first thought is always going to be a Lamborghini Countach, because I was a child of the '80s. Yep, uh, and it defined what a supercar was for me. The AV8 or the AV6 defines what an AV is. Like that's that's it. Everything else came from that technology. Which really, I mean, everything came from the the Harrier technology. The, uh but yeah. Yeah, and it's a that was the... a versatile
0: platform. Um, yeah, to just build off. I mean,
1: weapons. looking at that, you can see how that kind of replaces helicopters for a lot of duties.
0: Yeah, my next uh, vehicle of choice would be the EEC uh, Air Jeep, just because of the image that they had with it. It looked like you know, just a fun, fun vehicle to uh, drive in and I used to own a Jeep Wrangler yeah. and I just know how fun that thing was to r- drive around um, but I don't think you would get much height on that thing
1: no I think it's got a ceiling of like a service ceiling of like 20 feet off the ground yeah. or something it's uh but it, you're right it, it looks like grand fun it yeah I think when it comes to personal aerodynes, I was a big fan of the uh, BMW McDonnell Douglas A V seven. Um I love the look of it. It it just looked like a personal flying sports car. And uh, if you're running a high level campaign, like that is that is your dream mobile right there. there were uh, there were other versions of the A V seven like the, uh, the Lambeau Fiat Mach, which looked like a flying Mach 5 from Speed Racer, or the Swan, which was like your executive type. But for me, the BMW was just the one. It, it just looked the coolest. And the fact that it, you know, it came from the, from the main source book, just cemented it as, you know, the thing. Yeah. One thing, <clears throat>
0: the the other vehicle I kind of really liked was the uh, Mitsuzuki Bushi. Um, that's and the, a cool motorcycle. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. No, it's a car, man. It, it's oh, like the okay, only... Okay. No, that's like a, yeah. Okay, it's the I only sports about. car-looking vehicle that they've created. And, and I'm looking at your site on, on all the images, and I know... Not all the images you have on your site are uh, Canon, but looking yeah. at some of them, it's just like they really—they never really did a lot of um, sports cars.
1: No, no, they really didn't, and it was—it was, it was kind of weird to me that that wasn't like anytime they did talk about a sports car, it was all text, which is why there's so many images, yeah. or it was like a. a a police car, um, but the Mitsuzuki Bushi was was really cool looking, uh, Just, and it this... didn't. It, yeah, it, it's weird that it took that long to get like a decent image of a sports car. Yeah, that you didn't have to join the police or the military to get, it, or or some exact corporation. Um, the Toyo Chev 17 always looked like kind of a sports car to me, uh, in the stylings of it. Um, and I guess we had the BMW 918 from Chrome 1, but that that didn't really evoke any sense of longing in me. Yeah,
0: I mean, compared to, like, you know, Chrome 1... And even the basic book, just you know the, the style. I don't know. Chrome, Chrome two kind of like the art is a little too too comic in a way, which kind of puts me off on some of those vehicles. Um, even uh, Chrome, 3. I mean
1: Chrome one was was so hit or miss. Like you'd have the real like really fantastic art right next to like some ink wash crap that was more. Like here's what I think a vehicle might look like, even though I've never seen one before. Like, I don't want to diss any of the ar- any artist. Period. But like,
0: and, and again, the image
1: of the AV9 in in Chromebook One is is not good. Um, it's just not. I was so happy when they updated that with Max Metal that, yeah. So.
0: Uh, did we forget any gear weapons i think we covered all the the main topics i mean is there any other shout outs you like to give
1: um i liked the uh, i liked the uh, the armored road home the the drifter rv i thought that was pretty fun i liked that they uh they covered that kind of thing um, as early as Chrome One, because yeah, nomads need a place to sleep too.
0: Yeah, and I, and I also liked um, Neo Tribe and how <clears throat> they had a lot of the the different specialty vehicles a family would have. You know.
1: Yeah. Um. Um. Neo Tribes is really just I I, I can't just show enough love for that book. Uh I didn't I didn't mention a lot of the vehicles from it in this because they're also they're also unique like you don't they're all like handmade things that I don't really include as like uh in the same vein as a production vehicle you know what I mean right
0: and yeah and each one is going to have a custom role right you, either you're going to be an outrider you're going to be <clears throat> the main hauler you're going to be protection a
1: scout yeah just support transport cargo i mean yeah, yeah everything everything has a role in a nomad community all
0: right um Yeah, so I think uh about an hour and a half show. Well, a little quicker than normal, but still <laughs> a little longer than a lot of uh podcasts, so. Um Yeah. You got anything mm-hmm. else you need to uh mention, talk about?
1: Uh I think we covered most of the most of the gear, most of our favorite gear. Um Yeah, I think one of these days we'll have to do an entire episode where I just where we talk about comics. Then an entire yeah. Uh, All the past or not? I mean, I I, yeah, because I mean there are lots of titles out there that have come and gone that I think deserve a lot of love. I was just looking at an image from uh, Grant Morrison's We Three, uh, which is about. These cybernetically enhanced animals. It's basically uh, the incredible journey if if the dogs and cats had been equipped with cybernetic, you know, weapons of like mass well, not mass destruction, but just weapons of killing shitloads of people. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um. The yeah. Uh, that that deserves some love. Like I said, Grant Morrison and uh,
0: I like the art, or at least the uh, Wii Three.
1: Yeah, Wii Three is it's it's really f- fantastic. It was Frank Quietly who did the art, and I don't care much for Quietly's people. I know everybody loved his Superman, and they were fans of his X Men. I, I I never really cared for the way he draws people. They just everybody seems elderly to me whenever he draws something. Um They seem elderly and they seem like everybody's trying to kiss each other. Like everybody's got these big puckered lips. Um and it just but everything else he draws is utterly fantastic. Like he's a phenomenal artist. Um really I just don't like the way he draws faces. Everything else is fine. Well, uh,
0: it's like they were in the works of doing a film adaptation, but kind of fell through this is back
1: in yeah it's like it's like Transmet in that regard uh they keep talking about it and like a new project will start and then get dropped and then another one will pick up and disappear into the ether um i honestly think it would be kind of a hard sell as i mean it's 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 the incredible journey with ultra violence uh that's what what audience are you going to market that to <laughs> uh if you're at least that would be the executive thinking i would watch the shit out of that but that's me in fact i think what the long journey was missing more than anything else was incredible amounts of ultra violence
0: yeah i When you're getting into, like, uh, animals and, and, hey, it's a dog, it's a cat, and uh, is it a rabbit?
1: It also reminded me of Plague Dogs, which was done by the same author and same animation studio as uh, Watership Down. And it's even more depressing and messed up than Watership Down. So there's a reason nobody's ever heard of Plague Dogs. Um y- you, you can't throw a, a you don't nobody wants to see depressing stories about animals like no. they, they just we all pretend we do and but we don't nah. no. just just watch it old yeller, yeah, I mean old yeller turner and hooch uh the beginning of Bambi. <laughs> The beginning of Bambi, um, Benji. What was the What was the more recent one. one about the 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 golden retriever? Dog life. Uh, no, something in me. It, I it, the dog's name in me. I don't remember the name of the dog. Or the one with. Uh, Richard Gere in Japan about the dog that just waits for him until he dies. That these movies aren't 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 things that anybody wants to watch more than once.
0: Well, supposedly that's a true story from Japan.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a true story. It's just not a very uplifting one. No.
0: There's a Futurama version of it and Bird. Yeah,
1: which I can't watch. I, I can never watch that episode again.
0: Yeah. My wife's the same one.
1: But I think of that. I think of that damn dog every time I hear uh, "Walking on Sunshine" by Katrina and the Waves. It's, yeah. Futurama was the single best adult cartoon ever put out in America. It's just that simple.
0: On that high note, <clears throat> I think we can probably uh, close out. Um, before we leave, I want to say thank you to Rob Mulligan and Cyber Nation Uncensored um, for hosting us yet again. Thanks, um, Rob. The other thing is go check out his, the, the CyberNation Uncentered Discord. Uh, our little uh, experiment in podcasting actually has its own channel, The Forlorn Dopes. So if you want to go there, ask us questions, talk to us. Uh, I monitored it. Um, we're more than willing to hear your feedback, um, good or bad. Bad means you know yeah. it's, we can improve and, and start looking into, into uh, how we can improve. So that's always a good thing. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, I am CyberSmiley. You can check me out on my site, which is cybersmiley.net. That's CyberSmiley without the last e. Um. Sort of S- CyberSmiley. Oh, I don't know. With a Y. No. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: With a Y and no e um and don't get confused with cyber smile which is an anti a anti cyberbullying uh organization
1: <laughs> you should team up yes <laughs> yes <laughs> go ahead i am wisdom000 uh from datafortress2020.com um you can catch me uh Sometimes on Discord, but more likely on Facebook, uh, either personally or through the Data Fortress 2020 group or the Cyberpunk 2020 group. Um, If you have any comments or questions or criticisms, you can leave them there. Uh, I also want to thank Rob, and I want to wish everybody a happy Pride Month. Um, Be true to yourself, uh, and you will never fall.
0: Very true, man. All right. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you in uh, two weeks. Bye.
1: Bye.